welcome to Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Aaron. And so, hi. I had... What? I had, We have to get right into <laughs> okay. it. Okay. I had some thoughts on my drive-in to work today. Okay. First of all, as I turned on the car, don't ya, my Pussycat Dolls was on. And I was so like... So it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. And just, yes, you were totally right. They should make a comeback. Yes. The song immediately after that was Nelly and Tim McGraw's Over and Over. Wow. And I think that they deserve an apology after all of this Old Town Road excitement. Like, before that song was Over and Over, it's not a bad song. Well, Everyone here's the thing down. about Over and Over. Okay. It's boring. It's 100% it is boring. Over and Over. It's just it's over and over again. It's all in over my head. And over. Over, over and over again. And over. But it's very mellow. Yes. You can zone out immediately when you listen to it. But maybe that's now, good. Now, I was at a bar this past weekend, and Old Town Road came on. Everyone lost their shit. It's amazing. It's just different. I get it, but, like, do you remember how much shit both Nelly and Tim McGraw got? It was like, country and rap don't belong together. Meh. And it's like, okay, calm down, everyone. It's fine. Yeah. I just was like, this is not terrible. It's not, it's not bad. No. That's all but I had. speaking of apologies, I've already <laughs> mentioned this to you. I owe Will Smith an apology mm-hmm. because he was actually the best part of Aladdin. I screamed wow. at you from across the office. I was like, "You saw Aladdin!" Like, <laughs> and then one of our coworkers said it was great. To which and you... I was like, mm, "I enjoyed it, but it's terrible." Yeah. Let's be honest here. Is he only good because he's compensating for the badness of the rest of it, or is he good on kind his own? Kind of, but he, you forget that Will Smith was an enjoyable actor, I think, <laughs> because, you know, he switched and, like, did, like, a drama, and now he's kind of like an action star, and then he kind of fell off for a while. And you got to forget that Will Smith was an enjoyable actor. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was just really entertaining, and you can tell... He was influenced by Robin Williams Genie, but it wasn't like I'm trying to be that. Yeah, he wasn't copying it. Yeah, I appreciated it. it. Is that what you're fangirling no. over? No. Um, you'll be happy about this. Oh. I'm fangirling over Better Things because I finished it last night. However, I don't think season three is as good as the other two seasons. Um, I think but that's I fair. really liked it, and it's very addicting and easy to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I had 30 minutes, so I just sit down. Did you, when I asked you to look for this, can you see, I feel like the stress of all the Louis C.K. stuff took a little bit of a toll on Pamela Adlon in between seasons two and seasons three. Like, when I I went back and watched season two, I was like, oh, she looks a lot younger. And because then she's like, the whole show is hers. Like, all of season three, she almost writes every single episode, directs every single episode. I was like, girl, you got a lot. That's a lot on your plate. Yeah, I guess I could see it. I don't know. I just didn't think it was as strong of a season. What are your general sentiment towards Frankie? The middle child? Yeah. Um, fine. A lot, a lot of controversy. Yes. <laughs> Most people hate Frankie. I really appreciated I the slam know, poetry episode. Because Ooh. obviously a lot of it's based on her real life. Yeah. But what are her daughters like in real life? Totally. They're, first of all, her real life daughters are all gorgeous yeah it's and so cool i know i can't handle it how did you feel about that that ashes scene i'm not gonna spoil it i loved it actually and i love that it's not explained there has to be that has to be a true story i know like someone there is a scene if you have not seen season three of better things there is a scene that is like i'm sorry what it comes out of nowhere it's never explained and it has to be a true story because for you to make that up, like, something might be wrong with you. Yeah. That's all I have to say. No. 
I loved it. I'm so happy it's a good to time. watch it. What are you fangirling over? Um, I got my hair cut because yes, of you. We need to talk about that. <laughs> I cut off all my hair, which is, will be a good segue into today's <laughs> topic, but I was just over it. You had cut your hair short. I knew it was time anyway, and I was just like, yeah. I probably cut off, what, six inches? Yeah. Seven inches? You cut off a lot. I cut off a lot. And But the best part of me cutting it off, I'm texting Eric on the way home, and I say, oh, by the way, I cut my hair short. And he goes, how short? And I say, like short when Philly was born short. And he just responds with, what? And I was like, no, oh, no. my hair when Philly was born, not Philly's hair when Philly was <laughs> like born. Like bald, yeah, baby? Like, Wait, you thought... I shaved my head. Like, we would have had a conversation about that if that were coming. And it made me laugh so hard. I was like, boys yeah. are silly. Well, speaking of shaved head, you I was surprised to see your short hair when yes. I came into work. And I was like, I texted you about yeah, it. Yeah, but you sent me a text. I looked back, and it just said, cut it all off. The vaguest text. And I looked at what I had sent above, uh-huh. and it was about the movie G.I. Jane. Yes. So I thought about it. Had a, just assumed it was about Demi Moore cutting all her hair off. Nope. And then ignored. Yeah, I literally the text. said cut it all off, not G.I. Jane short, but short. And then you just completely <laughs> ignored and then just started talking more about striptease. About striptease. Which, spoiler, we're talking about Demi Moore today. <laughs> yeah. You essentially live chatted me striptease. For the first 15 minutes, I got very bored after. Because then you were like, I don't know what's happening. And then I didn't hear from you. Yeah. Again. I got bored. I did watch both Striptease and G.I. Jane. Oh. In the past, like, 48 hours. All right. So it, was a good, it was a time. It was a time. Yeah. All right. So Demi Jean Harmon, by the way, her maiden name Harmon, born on November 11th, 1962. Roswell, New Mexico. Makes, Makes sense. so much sense. Like, when I was, I was reading this and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So her mom and dad got divorced before she was even born. They might not have even been married. I can't really remember. Um, but they, he left her mom when her mom was like, or when Demi was like three months old. Her mm-hmm. mom gets married to a gentleman named Dan Gines. He was a newspaper advertisement salesman, but he changed jobs a lot. So then they yeah. moved around a lot. Um, the uh, mother, on the other hand, yikes. had a lot of problems yeah mm, unfortunately long record of crimes being arrested mm-hmm. drunk driving arson oh geez <laughs> <laughs> that's malicious yeah and so i think her and her second husband they still stayed together for a while but yeah. he unfortunately killed himself yeah and later in life demi stopped speaking to her mother i think she sent her mom to rehab at hazelton which is in minnesota which is like one of the best rehab facilities in the country her mom like mocks her later publicly in print it doesn't sound like a great relationship no which is interesting because the past two they've had great relationships with their families yeah subsequently though they at some point they moved to california they moved to west hollywood demi moore goes to fairfax high which was no joke down the street from my house yeah you want to know a fun little fact? Yes. Guess who else went to Fairfax High? Who? Mila Kunis. Oh. Both of Ashton, Ashton Kutcher's type Ashton goes Kutcher's to Fairfax High. Wives going to Fairfax High. Um, but she drops out at 16 to become a, like a pinup model. Yeah. She's also, she j- starts joining like acting classes because she's inspired by her 17-year-old German actress neighbor. She's lived a life. Like, it is early 80s and she's already... Just living a life. Yeah. And 
At 17, she meets Freddie Moore. They get married. <laughs> Immediately, he has subsequently like just gotten divorced from his wife, Lucy. He is in a band. At the time, I think the band is called Boy, but he has a bunch of different yeah, bands. Yeah, they change names a lot. Right. She's 16 when they meet. At the Troubadour. 17 when they get married. At the Troubadour in West Hollywood, which, again, this is all like kind of our hood. We're very familiar with all yeah. of these locations. And it's, it's just so weird. Crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, so already by 17, she's married, she's moved out, she's dropped out of high school, she's started acting, and she, she's now songwriting. She has ASCAP credits. Yeah. She's co-written. On like two songs. What were we doing at 17? Mm. Nothing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, nothing. Not being married. Well, no, I, no, no, but <laughs> I don't want that. I just, as go, when we were going through this, I was like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I feel like I learned a lot about her or just knowing these facts proved a lot. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this makes sense. Now I understand, like, why she is the way she is. Right. Ah. So she gets into acting. I always thought her first role was on General Hospital. I thought she just came out of like, came into soap operas. Mm-hmm. She was on General Hospital. She played an investigative reporter. And I'm like, you're 20 at this point? Like, how? Sure. But that's a solid gig in the 80s. Oh, my a God, A soap yes. opera? Mm-hmm. Soap it's opera a solid started, gig yeah. now. It is, but it's very it's more niche than it True. was then. Melissa Fumero on Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on a soap for a long time. A lot of it's solid money. Like, you're working five days a week You're making your show. 10,000 episodes of a yeah. program? Yeah, wow. 100%. She was actually in a movie called Choices before General Hospital and during a little 3D horror movie called Parasite, which 3D. I want to see. 3D. Love a love a bad 3D. I recently watched Friday the 13th Part 3, and they that movie is in 3D, and they try to make it more 3D. Like, for some reason, there is a guy with a yo-yo for no reason, <laughs> simply just to use the 3D technology. Right. Uh-huh. It's a good movie. Okay. Um, then, like, Bedrooms, TV movie. The Master on TV, Blame It on Rio 84, which I've never seen, but I think that was a big deal for her. It's like a sexcapade movie. Yeah, just like yeah. A, a romp. A romp. It's like a Porky's, maybe yeah. not like that, but a lot of romp movies. A lot of romps in the 80s. Yeah, a lot of romps. We really have, what was the last romp we had? Mm. The Hangover? We, we haven't had a romp in 15 years. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a romp in a while. Maybe we need a romp. I don't yeah. know. Should we write a romp? I don't okay. know. They're kind of gross. <laughs> But then the big breakout, St. Elmo's Fire. Shocking to me that this is, like, the big breakout. Like, I feel like well, other people— Well, I mean, people... I guess General Hospital's the first breakout. I know, There but... are levels to this. Right. But if you think about—I don't know. I felt like other people were more established by this point already, and then this is kind of her big turn. Yeah. I assume, though, she's probably pretty well-known in the scene, you know? Yeah. All the cool L.A. people know who she is. Yeah, I mean, if she's been going to the Troubadour since she was 17, she's very much in the scene. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, she plays Jules. Last week, we talked about... We talked about her pink room with the, the wind. The insane scene that that is. And the Billy Idol image on her wall. Yeah. Uh, but she also was suffering from some drug issues, much like her character <laughs> at the time. Um, and director Joel Schumacher uh, basically kicked her off the set. Because she was too high. Yeah. And she had to go through rehab. She promised to, like, stay clean and in order to, like, play this character, which feels 
manipulative or exploitative. Uh, I don't know. Slightly helpful. Maybe. Mm. She had a lot of... She well, probably to pull from. Yeah, I feel like her role was a lot better, probably because of this. Uh, I don't know, but when she was auditioning for this movie, the Schumacher's office was at the same place as John Hughes' office at the time. So all the Brad Pack kids were just flying in and out of this production office. I mean, I guess all connected. Yeah, everyone knows because everyone. I still think Demi Moore is questionable in the Brad Pack because she's really only in Saint Elmo's Fire, right? Yeah. Yes. But well, I mean, her next movie is with Rob Lowe correct. about last night, but last night. I still think it's kind of off. So this movie, though, starts to kind of separate her from this sort of like Brat Pack crowd, basically. Mm-hmm. This movie gets like huge critical praise. People, it's received very, very well. I think it does pretty well at the box office. Um, people love her and Rob Lowe together. She s- says that after this, she starts to get much better scripts. Like, I think she was probably, you know, just another pretty face to a lot of people. And I was like, oh, this girl can act. And, you know, there maybe was like a little bit of Lindsay Lohan syndrome going on where it's like, you're probably very talented, but you're kind of a oh, mess. Oh, no, yeah. And so we don't know if we can, like, trust you. Speaking of her, Mykonos place is closing. Lindsay Lohan's. I know oh, yeah. she's old. Lindsay. <laughs> Come on. All comes back to Lindsay Lohan. Um, So, does about last night, One Crazy Summer, The Seventh Sign. In 1987, she and Freddie Moore, or actually, I think even a little bit before that, um, they get divorced. Yeah, it's like early to mid-80s because Emilio Estevez gets in there. They get engaged. My thing is, like, what is the timeline? Like... I think there's a lot in the, of these 80s, like, youths dating. There's yeah. a lot of, we were on a break, because a lot of yeah. the dating overlaps, time-wise. I wonder why she keeps more for so long. It's just like, oh, it's my stage name now, and I'm just going to... It is a great name. Demi Moore. Let's be fair. Yeah. I believe her full name is Demetria. Demetria Lovato, as well. Oh. Do you think it's because of it, Demi Moore? Maybe. I mean, that's a name people can have, <laughs> not just those two people. I know, but, like, do you know any Demetrias? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. So she got engaged to Emilio Estevez. They dated. There's a rumored hookup with Timothy Hutton. Mm. Yeah. Dweezil Zappa. They may have dated briefly. Everybody's dating Dweezil Zappa. So off of these movies, like One Crazy Summer and Seven Sign, she meets Bruce Willis. And they stay together from 87 through about 2000. I didn't know that they got married at the Golden Nugget in Vegas. Yeah. So they met at a screening of Stakeout in 87. (laughs) Really? Not long after she called off her engagement. So I think when she and Emilio broke up. (laughs) That just freaking blew my mind. Like, okay. Yeah. I think when she and Emilio broke up, she had like a few flings Uh and then met Bruce Willis and was like, this is it. At an Emilio Estevez movie screening because isn't stakeout emilio estevez charlie sheen and rosie o'donnell <laughs> wait isn't it am i thinking of the right i don't movie? know i know that cover but i don't know the name of that movie I'm pretty sure that's that's the, that's the movie but here's the thing they got married at the golden nugget the same year so they meet in august they got married in november and then rumors and, born and rumors born in 88 immediately yeah oh so rumors older than you we're like the same age okay i saw her and uh, Scout getting their nails done. I got to say this. I'm a fan of their children. All oh, three. Yeah. I think they're super cool. 
I think they are super oh. cool. Also, you don't have on here, but in the late 80s, so probably right when she starts dating Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis is still on Moonlighting. Like, TV Oh, let's star. not forget he's not, like, it He's not yet. Bruce Willis yet. He's TV star Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. But she does an episode of Moonlighting, which I love. Also, mm-hmm. I love Sybil. So. Yeah, she did an episode of Tales from the Crypt, too, going into the 90s. But here is where everything changes. Let's talk about Ghost. 1991, this is what made her a movie star. A star. So supposedly she got the role because of those tears. Because she could do that single tear going down the cheek. Good. Yeah. And I was... Go ahead. No, I was going to say Ghost made a half a billion dollars. Yeah. $500 million at the box office. 19 consecutive weekends in the top five. That's 1990 money. Like, what money is that now? Like, that's insane how much money that made. But we also have to talk about some iconic things about this movie. Number one being her haircut. Mm -hmm. So when she got cast for this movie, she just had her traditional long, beautiful hair. And she chopped it off. Director was pissed and then realized, no, wait, this is good. This works. This works for Molly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the pottery scene. Hello. Yeah. Zbee Moore wanted it to look authentic. She took pottery lessons. Oh. Uh, Patrick Swayze said it was the sexiest thing he'd ever done on film. Oh, I just, like, got nervous. (laughs) (laughs) And when they filmed it, they, like, went on too long. Like, they were, like, very into the scene. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I love this movie. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Swayze, it's, it's great. And the whole time, Patrick Swayze is wearing a billowy shirt. Yes. So, like, of course you love it. Peak Patrick Swayze. (laughs) Peak billowy blouse. Peak Patrick Swayze. Peak Demi Moore. Like, are you, well, no, not peak Whoopi, but, like, amazing. And, like, what's his face? The guy who's such a dick. I remember being so traumatized by when the bad dude dies. Oh, yeah. People hated him for years after this movie. Yeah. And because I probably saw this movie, you know, I didn't see it in the theaters, but I saw it on video, mm-hmm. so I was probably still too young to be watching it and was, like, traumatized by that guy's Which, death. fun fact about the video, when it came out on VHS, the actual VHS tape is a light gray ghost color. So smart. So good. So those people really thinking it. You know someone in the marketing a, I partner. love a special tape. You do. You love a special VHS. Just a nice little, nice yeah. little touch. So now... She's it. She's A-list. She's A-list. Then she just, like, starts working. So you get Nothing But Trouble, Mortal Thoughts, where she co-produces. So now we're, like, mm-hmm. starting to be a big deal. The Butcher's Wife. The Butcher's Wife, she's blonde. I think she's oh, wearing a wig. that's interesting. I don't know. I need to go back and look if it's a wig or not. And then we get my personal Debbie Moore favorite, A Few Good Men. Wow, I've never seen it. What? Does it sound like a movie I'd watch? I don't know. It's great. I mean, I would have watched it it this week, but I only had time for two. Kevin Pollack is in that movie. I don't know. I really like it. Like, there's, I mean, it's Kevin Bacon, Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson. Like, I don't know. It's great. There's a lot of, you know, military drama. She likes the military. military. Yeah. I wonder if it's because her biological dad was in the Air Force and she's working through some issues. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe. She's, like, trying to connect with him in some way because she never really knew him. Yeah. Her hair in this movie, very confusing. I was always like, is it in a bun or is it short? It's just short, and it does this kind of, like, strange roll thing. Um, She's a very small part of this movie. 
but she's on the legal team. I don't know. I've always really liked it. I've probably seen it 30 times. Wow. I don't know why. It's also a movie that's on TV a lot, and so then I'll always watch it. Yeah. And again, being a total Minnesota dork, there's like a scene, the breakout scene where he has like the revelation of how he's going to sort of try this case. Like he's watching a Minnesota Twins game and like... Kirby Puckett hits a home run or something, and it's this like is, the footage is like embedded me. in the movie, and it's always just like stuck with me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but again, like she's now just a list. We go to indecent proposal, which I scandalous, was so scandalous, and I forget that it's Woody Harrelson. Yeah, which seems like such and a I weird think, combo. Don't they work again together at some point? Maybe not. Maybe making that up. What is the movie that is exactly the same as this movie with, um, like, I, I always get it confused with... Um, Fatal Attraction? No. Basic Instinct? I don't know where we're going here. <laughs> You're like, no, no. I don't know. I'll think about it. But I feel like there's another version. I did see that they're going to do a remake of Indecent Proposal, and I was like, why? We don't need that. Also, we haven't had romps in a long time, but, like, a sexy thriller Ooh. is something we don't get very much anymore. Yeah, what was the last sexy thriller? Hmm. Hmm. I can't even name one. So. <laughs> no sexy thrillers? But, yeah, Robert Redford. I mean, she's just, like, top of, top of the crop. And then Scarlet Letter. Yeah. Did you see it? No. I have seen it. It's not good. <laughs> but the other two daughters finally get their moment. Yeah. Tallulah and Scout play Tiny Pearls. Yeah. It's... So I've, I always kind of get it confused a little bit, because isn't there a Winona Ryder Scarlet Letter also? That's the Crucible. That's the Crucible. Same thing in my brain. Don't read much. Books you have to read at school. Precisely. Made into movies. Exactly. I just remember Demi Moore being, like, grossly miscast. Like, it just was, like, too sexy. And it's like Puritan times. I don't know. I just don't feel like anyone was as sexy as Demi Moore in Puritan times. And hmm. it wasn't great. I think I saw it in the theater. Wow. 13-year-old me seeing the <laughs> Scarlet Letter in the theater. Okay, well, Kid Me was watching Now and Then, which also came out in the same year. She co-produced this movie, 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that wow. a little harsh? Yes. 97% with Google users, though. Oh, well, good. Google knows what's up. I feel like 20, Google users are always more accurate. 28% on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. That's wrong. I mean, it's not a perfect movie, but it's definitely, like, above Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, okay? Like, it's cute. Yeah, it's super cute. Everyone in it is good. Yeah, it's a lovely story. It's a coming-of-age tale. Like, what? 28%? Yeah. Rumor in this as well. Young Samantha's little sister. Mm hmm I mean, Demi's only—they're not in it for very long. True, um, but but I always loved her like kind of goth look. Yeah, and how she wow she's from Roswell, but she wrote about aliens. Her character did. It's all making sense now. It all makes sense. Then you get 1996, the juror. We also get her as the voice of Esmeralda in the Hunchback game of changer Notre Dame. for me. I loved Esmeralda. Is that like how you sort of knew more of Demi Moore? Yes. She was really firing on all cylinders for yes. you if it was now she and She only did the speaking voice. Let's yes. be clear. She, she did, did not sing. sing God Help the Outcasts. <laughs> I had a Hunchback of Notre Dame bedspread. What? I've never heard of anyone loving that, the Hunchback I'm going to let a family secret out. My dad still sleeps with the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's so mad right now. Um, I literally had no idea that you loved The Hunchback that much. I did at the time. Oh. And it's really 
because of Esmeralda being cool. Like, I had a small pillow that was Quasimodo on one side and Esmeralda on the other, and I always turned it to Esmeralda. Why would you want Quasimodo on a pillow? Yeah, no, that's scary. Um, Wait, is she a gypsy? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, I have seen it. I saw it in the theater. But also, isn't there a two? There's a hunchback two? There's a two. I really remember the trailer when you see Esmeralda and she goes, by the way, great mask. Well, you're not hurt, are you? No! See? No harm done. By the way, great mask. It's so much Demi Moore coming through. Yes. Why doesn't she do more voice work? I don't know. She has a really good voice for it. She has a wonderful voice for it. All right. That's 96. Striptease, same year. Unbelievable. Her her salary at this point is crazy. She becomes the highest paid female actress of all time. She made $12.5 million. Yes, for striptease. Striptease. We need to talk about her body and striptease. It is out of control. She had had three kids. Three, three by children. This point. She had a child every three years. So it's like she barely recovered, and then she had another baby. So she basically was pregnant for nine years, and now she looks like this in striptease. I like went down an emotional rabbit hole last night of just being like, "What in the actual f? How? How? Good for her. She looks incredible. Incredible. While I was watching this. I decided I was going to dedicate my life to pole dancing classes. <laughs> and I I know some I know a place you can and go. And I thought, I wish I were taller. Come to find out, she's only five five. I don't I think she just has long legs. I don't know if you wanna be taller. It's like more you need more torque. Like I don't. I just thought she was very tall in this movie, yeah. but it must just be angles. She has a presence and that hair. I feel yes, like the hair makes the her hair look taller. Makes her look taller. Rumor again in this movie. Rumor actually in a pretty everything. big role in this movie mm-hmm. as the daughter. Um, I had something else to say about this. So you watched it. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I did watch it. What? Oh, go ahead. What were you saying? She strips to Annie Lennox only, which is cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Super cool. (laughs) Okay. Also, Burt Reynolds is wearing like a white wig. Right. Forgot. And the whole plot, there's something with a bad husband. There's something with a politician. I don't know. I got bored really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be kind of like a female empowerment movie. but it. Boring. Well, and you know, everyone was kind of like shocked that she was willing to like dance topless. Although she's like, also, had... there's rumors she got her boobs done, and yeah, and yeah. Um, but this was the sixth time on film that she'd been topless. She has a bunch of nude photos. She's like, she was nude in magazines when she was like 17. Like, not appropriate, but like, no, I don't think anyone should have been. Surprised. It wasn't shocking for her. No, yeah. I think she's very comfortable with herself. But I think everyone else was not comfortable. With her being nude, mm-hmm. cut to previous Vanity Fair <laughs> article cover that we did not even talk about. The pregnant. Oh my gosh. Annie cover. Yes. The most like iconic photo of all time. Of all time. <laughs> Honestly, like it I mean it sparked a controversy, but it's like if you're gonna be naked on the cover of Vanity Fair seven months pregnant, I don't think we should be surprised that you're willing to dance topless in this movie. Like, she was like, no, yeah. fuck it. This is me. This is my body. Like, whatever. Good for you, Demi Moore. Yeah. Then. What? G.I. Jane. <laughs> that pause. Well, she also did the Beavis and Butthead movie with Bruce Willis. And that episode of Ellen. She's in the puppy episode. She's in the episode where she Ellen comes out, which is, she's uncredited also, which I thought was interesting. But G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane, first of all, I'd never seen this movie until this week, and I actually enjoyed it. You did? It took me about 30 minutes to care about it. Oh, There's why? a lot of setup. There's a lot of, like, Navy stuff. Well, it's all Navy stuff. Yeah. 
But there's a lot of setup getting to her becoming, like, a badass. This is why I think you would like A Few Good Men. Sure. I'm just not running to watch it. (laughs) um, Did you know that Viggo Mortensen, like, specifically didn't go to boot camp with them because he wanted them all to hate him? Yes. Because he's a dick in this movie. He's, He's very good in this movie. Very, very good. Uh, Demi Moore, very good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I have a question. You won't be able to answer it. Okay. As I was watching this, I thought, wow, this is so similar to a Simpsons episode. I bet the Simpsons episode is based on that because they do that a lot. That uh-huh. makes sense. Like, right. I understand G.I. Jane and this episode better now. But what I found out was the Simpsons episode and this movie came out in 97, the same year. But the Simpsons episode came out prior oh. to G.I. Jane's release. Weird. So in the episode, uh, Bart gets sent to military school and Lisa falls in love with the school in general and wants to go there. Mm-hmm. And she's all alone in like a girl's cabin and they're like mean to her and she has to, you know, earn their respect just like this movie. Right. It's so weird and I need answers. Well, especially because animated shows typically are written almost a year before they air mm-hmm. because it takes that long if they're hand drawn. So did someone get. Their hands on the G.I. Jane script, or is G.I. Jane inspired by this Simpsons episode? (laughs) Let's hope hope that's the case. going on? But this movie gave us the second iconic hair look, shaved head. head. She looks so cool. She looks, like, if you think about ladies with shaved heads, there's, like, two. It's, like, Sinead O'Connor. Natalie Portman. Oh, Natalie Portman. So there's three. Natalie Portman, Demi Moore, Sinead O'Connor. You Um, have to be... That girl from the act, she did it. For the act? hmm But all of those people have very striking features. Like, I feel like you have to be, to be able to pull it off, which I argue that Demi Moore definitely can, like, you have, one, you have to have a level of confidence. Yes. Because I don't think most people are just, like, pumped to shave their heads, cut to me talking about it at the beginning of this episode. And she just, like, and that scene, like, you just got to, she does yeah. it live. Like, you just got to you gotta go for it. It works. Looks great. Also, same, basically same year as striptease, but her body continues to be out of control because she's doing Navy training. Well, she would work out for, like, two hours before even going to set. Yeah. So it was like she she's was doing all... these, like, one-arm push-ups, which yeah. I learned you have to, like, use your butt mm-hmm. to do. I don't know and how she, that works. She did that push-up on David Letterman. Um, do you remember that? Yeah. Because he, I feel like she just had, I think she felt like she had a lot to prove. Um, and there were starting to be a lot of rumors about like diva behavior. Um, she had turned down the role and while you were sleeping because they wouldn't meet her con, like her salary demands. So in the press, she was starting to be called Gimme More. Um, it's good. It's, it's good. It's good. Headline. It's good, good, good. Um, but I think she was feeling like she had a lot to prove. And unfortunately, this movie did not do well. Which is surprising. Yeah. Like you didn't feel like it was bad? No. There's a lot of very interesting people in this movie. She gets like beat the fuck up too. Yeah. It's a good scene. Where he like drowns her basically. Oh, that's a second one. She almost dies a lot, I guess. Oh, I thought that was the one you were no, talking about. No, it's like he... He's beating her in mm-hmm. front of the guys, basically, and then she gets mad and starts kicking him on the ground, and she has all this blood on her face. Guys, I'm saving her life. And yours. Her presence makes us all vulnerable. 
I don't want you learning that inconvenient fact under fire. Master Chief? Lieutenant, seek life elsewhere. Suck my dick. It's good. It's good. I watched it illegally. Find it online. <laughs> so by the end of the 90s, a lot of interesting things happening. I didn't know this, that she was a producer on all three Austin Powers films. Yeah, get in on that. Sure, get in on that money, Demi. And this is when, shockingly, I feel like the world was pretty pretty upset that she and Bruce Willis announced they're getting divorced. Yeah, because I didn't know as a kid much about either one. No. Like, they but weren't they doing very kid happy. movies, but I knew, like, they were important. They were a power couple. They were a power couple. Yeah. So they announced their separation in 98, and I think they finally resolved their divorce in 2000. But they'd had all three kids, so Rumor, Scout, and Tallulah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tallulah's the youngest, yeah? Yeah. There's also a small rumor that she might have had a little thing with Leonardo DiCaprio in 97. There are some paparazzi photos of them, like, having dinner. Mm. They could just be having a dinner. They could just be friends. It's fine. Men and women can be friends. Yes. Guys, it's fine. After striptease, she goes on sort of a self-inflicted, maybe not, hiatus. Um, Wikipedia... I don't know if every page is like this, but I feel like they are being so harsh to her. They have an entire section called Critical Failures and Hiatus. Ew, rude. Yes, and it's from, like, the mid to late 90s through 2009. So, like, half of her career pretty much is a failure, according to Wikipedia. That's so rude. But she does, like, do these things where she won't work for three years. And I think she, at this point, they moved to Idaho. She, like, moves the girls to Idaho. and It's probably good for all of them. Great. They grew up in Sun Valley, basically. I mean, it's very wealthy still, nonetheless. But, like, they're not in Los Angeles. Like, she's kind of off the grid. And she is focusing time and attention on her girls. But she'll crop up from here and there. Mostly, most notably, your love, Charlie's Angels. Yes. Also, Will and Grace, which always has the best guest stars. Always. Always. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got Madonna, Cher, Janet. Wow. Everybody. That scene with Cher, so good. Yes. Uh, Full Throttle, we've talked about recently in Drew Barrymore series, nominated for seven Razzies, <laughs> one of which is for supporting actress Demi Moore as the worst supporting actress. On the mm-hmm. other hand, she won Best Villain at the MTV Awards, so it balances out. It balances out. What's funny about the villain for MTV is that... Uh, oh, wait, sorry. She lost that, but she was nominated for Best Villain. She lost to Lucy Liu, oh. who did Kill Bill. Oh, so right. they're really good friends, apparently. We talked about her getting the star. Apparently. Um, and Bruce Willis is in that movie at the beginning. He plays a senator, and he gets shot, and it's right at the point where they're getting a divorce. Oh, interesting. So it's kind of, like, funny that... Because it, it looks like she herself could have shot, shot him, him, but it's just an arm, so it could have been someone that works for her. Either way, it's cute. No, and no. shows that they get along. Like, they're yes. still very much in each other's lives, like today even. Yes. I love it. She also crops up. So now, like, another three years later, she does Bobby, which, do you remember this? No. So this is produced by Emilio Estevez. So I was like, oh, are they great? S- they're still friends. They still love each other. Who knows? Whatever. Um, but it's all the days leading up to the assassination of Robert Kennedy. Um, and then just, like, sporadic life here and there. But I think really what was happening in the 2000s for her was Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. What a time that was. What a time. And lo- reading about it now, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. But then I was 
you know, younger. So it seemed like, oh, they're still both older than me. This makes sense. It's fine. Right. But no, he was 25, right? She was 41. 41. Wow. By the way, can we just take a quick time out to talk about how Ashton Kutcher just had to take the stand in the serial killer murder case? Because the girl he was supposed to pick up for his date was murdered and he thought that she had spilled red wine and she didn't answer the door, but she was murdered and there was blood all over. Holy crap. I am obsessed with that story. <laughs> this was previous. Okay, back Before in. Demi Moore. Um, but yeah, so they meet at like a casual dinner. Who, who are these friends setting yeah. them up? They got married two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they separate in 2011. They get divorced in 2013. But they're both big followers of Kabbalah. But it wasn't everyone. Everyone In the was. 2000s. Well, it's funny. I had all these notes on Kabbalah, and then I realized that half of them were just about Madonna, and I was like, this is not a Madonna she, she is the leader of Kabbalah, mm-hmm. Basically. as we know. They also start, uh, like, a charity or an, uh, an NGO um, to sort of— Does it still exist? I couldn't find much about it. I mean, it rebranded because it was the Demi and Ashton Foundation. Well. DNA. Okay. That's a good name. I yeah, see it now. Right, great. Um, and it was so it was fighting sexual slavery. Their first ad campaign, which I loved, was like "Real Men Don't Buy Girls," and I was like, "That's some good branding." Yes. Um, but then it rebranded to Thorn Digital Defenders of Children. Don't love that. That sounds much. like a bad movie. Thorn. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if it still exists. I'm not sure how their relationship is. I think it seems to be okay. I actually read um an interview with Mila Kunis recently and she talks about Ashton's relationship with her and that it was like any other relationship because everyone says like she was such a diva mm-hmm. like he wanted to escape all the time but they just had a normal relationship and it didn't work out right it's nothing exciting I think everyone can see that photo of Ashton Demi and Bruce and all the girls mm-hmm. on the red carpet like this one big like New kind of, like, happy family. We have to think about rumor at that age, too. Like, those girls definitely had posters of him on their walls. For sure. Yeah. Because he was a star at the time. Yes. I think he's maybe maybe a couple years older than me. So it's like he's 10 years older than rumor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's a little strange, a little not. But it was, I mean, everyone was obsessed with this relationship. But it's also, like, Demi Moore... Has always been hot, but, like, yeah. came back oh, yeah. for full throttle and was just, like, having this moment. Yeah. Looked amazing. And he, at the time, is, like, the biggest star in the world. Yeah. Like, this is, like, season three, season four of that 70s show. It was the most popular show on TV. Two beautiful people that everyone loves getting together. It's great. The end. Good story. Now, I was actually surprised by how much she worked in the 2010s. Yeah. Shocked. I only knew about LOL and where she plays Miley Cyrus's mom. I only knew that she was on Empire. That oh. was like last year. With rumor also. <laughs> um, also, the movie Rough Night, though, her and um, Blinking, the guy from Modern Family. Oh, Ty Burrell? Yes. They play these like very sexual oh, neighbors mm-hmm. and they end up like having a threesome with Zoe Kravitz. It's very funny. Oh. I, I like Rough Night. I don't think I've seen it. Interesting. It's cute. Yeah. You can borrow mine. Okay. Roger has it. Okay, great. So recently, you know, she's had some bad luck. We mentioned, I think, in another episode that someone died at her, in her house pool. in her pool. I worry that she's still battles with some substance issues. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves adopting dogs. 
She loves her animals. Loves her animals. Um, But we haven't seen much of her professionally. No, that's true. I mean, she did do Corp uh, Animals, which is a TV show last year. Uh And then she's working on a show called Corporate Animals. Interesting. Where she is the star. Okay. And it was listed as comedy. Very curious about this. Should be interesting. Um, fun fact that we have to discuss. Yes. I don't know if this, from my opinion, this is not a fun fact. This is a it, traumatizing effect. It's a fact. shocking fact for me. It doesn't make sense with her character. No. So according to the New York Times, Demi Moore is the world's most high profile doll collector. She has this like Jean Marshall fashion doll, which is apparently like incredibly rare. I don't know. At one point, she had 2,000 dolls that she kept in a separate house. She owned a house mm. for her dolls. Not a doll house, like a house house. Well, it would be called a doll house. <laughs> I don't want to place, like, harsh judgment because I know someone whose goal is to have a two-bedroom and one of the bedrooms will be for her ponies. Like, okay. my little ponies. Okay. So collections mean a lot to people. I get collections. Love a separate house. I get collections. You just have a thing with dolls. I'm scared of of porcelain dolls that look too real. They make it... They give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. That's but it. it seems like based on the Jean Marshall fashion doll, maybe, well, it's not that she's a Barbie collector, but that doll is more Barbie-like. Oh, interesting. So maybe it's not all porcelain dolls. Okay. I'm better with that. I'm now also remembering that Melissa Joan Hart had quite a doll collection mm-hmm. um, in her, when we did that episode and we watched her cribs. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's a cool thing to show MTV is your doll collection. <laughs> your doll collection and, and like, like your, your Shirley Temple and your dolls. random like crucifix and then yeah. your mini bar yeah and your kitten heels she was going through a time it was she was trying 2000s. to transition into yeah. like being an adult and really it wasn't fine. working I do think if this was your mom if you're rumor Willis and your mom has 2,000 dolls in a separate house are you like mom or yes. are you just like this is part of who you are I'm probably like mom yeah we like, have to get rid of some mom these. We have a house. I don't know. Because if you're raised that with around them, maybe you too like the dolls. Maybe you're a doll person. Yeah. My thing though is like dolls like that are not dolls you play with. Like are dolls you just like look at. I and think that's we have what to dig into weird. this deeper because I need to know what type of doll. Yeah. I need to see images. You need to you need a to, photo f- to fully judge to fully judge the doll <laughs> collection. I mean, good for you, right? Like, what's the difference between having a doll collection and like a purse collection? You yeah. know what I mean? You're spending a lot of money. You're not. You can't play with or look You've at. You've made a lot of money. Yeah. Like, fine. Do you? I just personally have an issue with. Tall porcelain dolls that look too real. They creep me out. Annabelle, too. It's just a big plug for Annabelle, too. Uh, no. I'm zero chance I ever see that movie. No. Um, okay. Do you think she's... Why do you think she's back in the day, babe? Back in the day, babe? Mm-hmm. Not a babe today? I mean, we can have both of these conversations. I mean, I don't want to say it's looks, but come on. She is incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's also just... You can see... In her, like, you can tell she's always, like, thinking about something. There's, like, a wit there yeah. that I always appreciate about Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. And she can just bring that drama. I get the single tear and ghost. Like, not many people can really do that. She's also, this is going to sound weird. She's so beautiful. But I feel like you can get a sense of, like, girl from the wrong side of the track. Yeah, there's, like, some street smarts there. Yeah, there's, like, she's trying to, like, overcome her background and, like, her upbringing. And, like, so there's a grit to her that I've always appreciated. Yeah. Do you think she's a babe today? Yeah. 
It's shocking. 1,000%. It's annoying. Yeah. Heard the Met Gala. Annoying. With the long hair. Ugh. Yeah. It's annoying. I don't know. It's almost hopeful. Really? If you... Well, if you have money. If you have money. It's hopeful mm. if you have money. If you have a lot of money and maybe a lot of time and you don't work yeah. a ton. And although, like, their family is very different, I think, from the average family, I think she's a good mom. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do really like how her and Bruce Willis work together. Co-parent. Yeah. Yeah, and he now kind of has, like, a new family. He yeah, has, like, and, little but, kids. But yet, like, she gets invited to, like, their big anniversary parties. Like, yeah. they're just a part of each other's lives, which I really like. Right. Do you have, what's her opinion of her sort of, like, then versus now? Mm. She's much stronger. Probably not doing as much drugs. <laughs> I don't, I feel like she's kooky. Like, if you sat down and had a conversation with her, would you be like, this lady's a little wackadoo? Probably. Yeah. Depending the on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's a little out there um, and not always, like, 100% grounded in reality. But that's what I think the money did to her. Yeah, that's what it does to most people. I guess. Um, but I do think, like, she's had some struggles, but I think she's come out the other side. The one thing I do like is that you've never really heard boo about those girls in terms of being, like, troublemakers. No, or and they have gone through animals. issues. Yeah. Right. But it's never really in the media. No. So either, like, they were raised well, they have good publicists or, like, something, but it's just, like... I do think moving to Idaho and not growing up in Los Angeles is probably a great decision mm-hmm. that the Willises made. Yeah. Ugh. I want to watch more of her movies. I know. I do even too. if they're bad. I wonder <laughs> what the percentage of good to bad is. I feel like it's a little more bad. It might be a little more bad. Uh, That's okay, though. That's okay. I love a bad movie. But it's like if you're in one of the most iconic movie scenes of all time, that pottery Unchained Melody scene mm-hmm. is like in the pantheon. If you were going to show clips from the hundred greatest movies of all time or the hundred greatest clips, like, like an Oscars be, montage, that has it's to be throw, in there. Be thrown in there. Oh, yeah. it was the Best Picture nominee. Yeah, which was shocking to me that none of them got nominated. Whoopi won. Yeah, but I mean, she didn't. Like, she wasn't nominated. Which again, she wouldn't have gotten it without Patrick Swayze. He wanted her in the movie. Patrick, I love Ghost. I love Ghost. <laughs> I love Ghost. The end. Bye. The, the end. Okay, guys. First of all, do you guys think when you think Brad Pack, do you think Demi Moore? I want to know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's it's I a feel little like controversial. No, I feel like she really broke out of it. Yeah. Well, I know she considered it very demeaning. Demeaning. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Tried to, uh, I tried to do. I, I get it. Yeah, I see it. You. Okay. Cool. Send us an email at hellofangirls at gmail.com or find us on social. So until next week. Bye. bye.